Lover's Lane is hiring at most locations for full and part-time key holders. I know there's always more to know, and we'll train you on everything. Apply online at loverslane.com or go to the location of your choosing to fill out a paper application. More romance, more intimacy, more often, Lover's Lane. In store and online while supplies last, when you spend $100, you receive a free Satisfier anal plug set. It's Romance Awareness Month, so come grab some of our private label items for 20% off. Hello again and welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. My name is Haley. I'm a romance specialist in our store. I'm an intimacy expert online and the host of this wonderful podcast, the Intimacy Advisor Podcast with Lovers Lane. Today's episode is about something not everyone talks about because when they do, it really can be a very vulnerable or maybe a sore spot and it's difficult to handle rejection as one thing, but sexual rejection with a person that you love and that you trust can be a whole separate thing to overcome. But I'm here to tell you all today that this absolutely isn't an uncommon problem at all. It's so normal. It's healthy to communicate about these issues or if you're having any dry times in your sexual or emotional relationship. Because the more communication and the more patience and understanding that you have with your partner, the easier it's going to be to come out of this pattern with that person. But really, conflict in a relationship is absolutely inevitable. I understand It can be very disheartening to experience sexual rejection in your relationship. So learning how to talk, learning how to understand, learning how to communicate and be clear and vulnerable about how you're feeling is easier said than done, but with some practice, it can easily become a staple in your relationship. So obvious, you know, a relationship is built between two individual people. But what I think that we really need to remember to be a good partner is that both you and your partner have your own sets of needs and desires for this relationship and for this relationship to continue to work. And they're allowed to change over time and they're not always going to be met. If you're happy 100% of the time, that could be a red flag. But when they're not met in a way that one person finds acceptable or in a time frame that one person is desiring or if something's changed in the needs that you have and it hasn't been talked about, that's where this frustration or even resentment is going to happen. And a lot of times it's something in your relationship dynamic that isn't working if you're experiencing sexual rejection. So today we're gonna talk about how to handle that and what to do to overcome it. So luckily you're doing things to improve that or to learn where an issue could be present. Like, for example, listening to today's episode. And if it's something that you're experiencing or that you have experienced, just know that one, you are not alone. I'm there with you as well. Many other people are. And two, I'm going to try to help you with presenting calm ways for communication to reconnect because sex is already such a touchy and taboo subject. So when someone else has to talk about it, 
needing improvements or needing it to be either more or less frequent, it's not always the easiest subject to discuss and to bring up even to that person that you care for. So along the way while you're listening, if there's anyone that's really struggling with talking to your partner, you know, my number one recommendation is therapy. It's really truly amazing. I would absolutely direct you there. But if it's a question that I can help you with too, of course, feel free to email me. The details will be at the end of today's episode. Truth be told, the most very, very common type of conflict that couples report is actually discrepancy in sexual desire. So it's all about this. It's common for every single couple, especially if you've been together for a little bit of time. However, though, you know, this can sexual rejection can be some of the most emotionally damaging. It's not just about saying no, not tonight, you know, because that can be reoccurring. And if no resolution is in sight and there's no comfortable way to approach the situation, it's absolutely going to reflect in raises of if you have any personal insecurities, all those might be brought up and they could be about anything. They can be about attractiveness or your value or your skill in the bedroom. Is there something that I'm doing they're not liking? You know, you get in your head and you think about all these things that could be wrong with you when someone said no to being with you over and over again. And maybe that person isn't even aware that's what they're doing. Or maybe there's something underlying, you know, there could be an unfaithful partner and now they don't want to have sex because they don't have any trust for STDs or it could be they feel like they're carrying the weight of the relationship or tasks around the house and they don't want fulfillment sexually until you recognize that. I mean, there's just so many different things. So we're going to take a little step back and just look at how rejection actually is impacted on the person, both rejecting and being rejected. And you know what? If you're in the group of people, I would say about 90% of our listeners who are monogamous, that's going to put you in a whole nother predicament because the rejected partner is also not getting their sexual needs met with their partner. So they're not seeking satisfaction outside their relationship. But at the very root and the reason for feeling rejected and rejecting is what the communication should look like to solve. So uncovering that and uncovering how it feels to be rejected will help initiate this conversation immediately by bringing the I statements to your partner. You know, like I said, it's possible that they're not very aware or they might even be completely in the dark about rejection as well. There's four different kinds of rejection when they know they're doing it, right? The first one is reassuring and then there's hostile and then there's assertive and deflecting rejection. And yeah, they're all very similar to how they sound. Reassuring rejection kind of sounds something like your partner reassuring you that they love you and they're going to make it up to you and there still can be a lot of intimacy like kissing and cuddling, but it's also kind of clear that sex is off the table. Hostile is more frustration and criticism of how sex was initiated or is trying to be initiated and it can leave the person who's trying to initiate angry or it can result in maybe like a silent treatment. It's definitely more of an uncomfortable situation with some conflict. Assertive, this is probably the one that I'm the most guilty for. Assertive is being very vocal about why sex is not going to happen. Like, hey, I have a migraine. We can't have sex today. (laughs) And while the honesty is really great, the approach kind of dismisses your partner's feelings. Like what I need to do is work on saying like, hey, I understand that this is something that you wanted, but please understand this is what's going on with me. 
And that's a little bit more of a healthy communication rather than, hey, there's something wrong with me and not looking to them for their support and for their feelings. And then deflecting is actually pretending not to see your partner pursuing you. So there's turning away or pretending to sleep that could all be included here with deflecting. And I definitely believe that hostile rejection is the most damaging to the pursuing half of the relationship. But over time, all of these ways of rejection can damage the strength of your relationship and getting to the bottom of the problem and working on that, that's what's gonna heal these sores from sexual, emotional, or any kind of physical connection. We also gotta remember that relationships have natural waves. So if everything in your relationship is happy-go-lucky 100% of the time, that would honestly alarm me. We are supposed to have these peaks and valleys. We're supposed to have disagreements and it's natural to have some fighting. And when it's all happy all the time, I would find that very stagnant that you and your partner are not growing as people or not experiencing new things. But of course, you know, it doesn't need to be on the opposite end of the spectrum. You got to know your limits of what is and what's not acceptable for you and your relationship. So if the fights become excessive and you haven't enjoyed your partner's company in a while, well, I don't really need to be the person to tell you that that's not healthy. So the problem is, how do we talk to our partners about this? And how, if we're the person doing the rejecting, do we get back into the swing of a healthy sex life when your partner is feeling rejected? The very first thing we got to do is be able to have comfort that you can be transparent and that you can be honest and willing to listen and the biggest thing is willing to change for your relationship where you see it fit where you both see it fit because if you just go back and forth arguing telling each other what's going on and what's going on in each other's heads and you're not feeling or you're not accepting that change needs to happen it's probably not going to overcome anything but once you have that time set aside where both people in this relationship are included and they know that that time allowed is actually going to be used to discuss some relationship problems like that will absolutely help but both parties have to be on the same page because if you have 20 minutes after work set aside and you're like I'm gonna bring it up to my husband that he's rejecting me and he just gets home from work and is blindsided by all about this you know it, it can be a lot especially if they're feeling some type of way or whatever so be able to have that communication that you even need to have a conversation both partners should know that something's probably wrong and want to change and to be honest if this wasn't a real problem it wouldn't need your attention time or maybe even you like listening to this podcast and if sex wasn't important well i mean i'd be out of a job amongst other things but sex and physical connection is really truly very important So take some time to discuss it in your lives. It's a part of your life and you should be able to communicate about it with that person. And once you guys are both in that space where you're ready to talk, you're ready to present your partner some facts, you know, don't come for them and start yelling at them. You need to just be factual with them in the very beginning and say, you know, we're talking because we haven't had sex in X many months. Or if it's not even about sex and it's just like you're feeling a lack of something, you could even say, hey, you know, we used to share hold hands or share passionate kisses and we don't anymore. But the thing you got to watch yourself here 
is you never want to assume that you know what they're going to say or how they feel or that they even understand the pain that they're causing. And then you can go into how the rejection is impacting yourself. But you don't want to point a finger at them. You don't want to blame them. You don't want to tell them. You don't want to say, you are making me feel unwanted. You want to say something like, I feel unwanted and it's hurting my self-image. And a lot of times the person doing the rejecting is finally going to be able to feel vulnerable because you do. And they're going to be open about what maybe an underlying issue is here and some raw feelings can surface. And that's good communication. And that is how you initiate something that seems really difficult. But, you know, it could be a quick conversation it could be a really long, extensive conversation. I don't know your lives. <laughs> I would say that the the most extensive conversation like this for myself um, had to do with a miscarriage. And I did not want to initiate or be a part of sex whatsoever after that. I was not feeling myself. I was not feeling my partner. I didn't know what our relationship was. I didn't know if I wanted to try to get pregnant again, and it was just hard. It's very hard. It's very hard to see your person hurting and wanting to be there to support you, and you also not wanting anything to do with them. So if you're in a place like this where there's something else underlying going on, you are not alone. And I'm sorry for getting very real with you all, but I know that this is a real issue that many women have faced with, you know, problems conceiving and I know it can be an issue with a whole bunch of things. You know, people in your life can die. There's sickness and COVID and illness and job loss and kids and trauma and there's just too many things that can sway our desires and our needs at any given time and you don't want to blame yourself either. That's a whole other thing is that you start to say, oh, I feel bad because I, I can't do it, but you're already obviously dealing with something. There's already something going on in your head that's turning you off from the idea of being intimate. So you almost have to heal your brain too. And having the conversation of support because something else is lacking, that that is what you sign up for in a long-term relationship. And sex is just something that, that should climb and decline, climb and decline, and that's just life. We're all going to go through these peaks and valleys at some point. So if you're facing a time like this and you want to reach out to me, my email is Haley, it's H-A-L-E-Y at loverslane.com. If you want to jump on our socials and stay in touch there, we're on Instagram, Intimacy Advisor Pod. We're on Twitter, IA underscore pod. We're on Facebook under Intimacy Advisor Podcast. Please reach out to us. You're not alone. You're not alone. This happens to people. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Don't blame yourself. If you're going to bring it up to your partner and have some time to talk, don't blame them. You know, everyone just needs to be honest, real, transparent, good communication, deep breaths. It's hard. It's hard to be in a relationship and it's hard to communicate perfectly all the time. You're not a superhero. You're a real human. But thank you all for listening and I will talk to you again next Monday.
together, stay together.